friends, welcome to the Youth Ministry 101 podcast by Net Canada, a podcast where you can learn tips and tricks and hear stories of how to reach youth in your life, parish, and youth group. My name is Matthew, and I am joined here again by Juliana and James. And I know you guys have introduced yourself already, but could you give <laughs> another quick intro to who you are and what you do? Yeah, my name is Juliana. I am... <laughs> she, 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 I'm she totally forgot. This is like a Jason Bourne moment. <laughs> Does it the exact same thing? This is the twentieth episode we've recorded today. She said, <laughs> no, "This kidding. is my third time introducing myself." <laughs> uh, you can say the same thing. You can make it briefer if you'd want to. Okay. But my name is Juliana. I am part-time Starbucks barista, <laughs> full-time Catholic. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> full-time missionary at starbucks mm. hey. yeah. there we go some That's sprinkle of education <laughs> and, and mocha powder and mocha powder. <laughs> hold Pum- the fat pumpkin spice topping <laughs> <laughs> can i get tay's latte <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your name james <laughs> um not jake gyllenhaal <laughs> um my name is james uh i'm a ex-starbucks barista hey. um, <laughs> <laughs> now I work for a company called Glass Canvas, so we work with parishes and ministries, helping them uh, unlock their full potential with software tools, consulting, um, all the fun stuff. It's a Very great, nice. great company to work with. Sounds like it. Yeah. Watch out, Net. Maybe I'll move to Glass Canvas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> Call me Glass Canvas. <laughs> all right, getting into it. what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're going to be talking about how to foster authentic growth in your youth group and before we dive into that I just want to say a huge thanks to our co-missionaries the amazing people who support our ministry um, both financially and spiritually Uh, we couldn't do this without you and if you're interested in becoming a co-missionary you can head over to our website and find out more at www.netcanada.ca let's dive into this topic (laughs) of how to foster authentic growth in your youth group. You have a great smile, Matthew. Wow, thank you. You're welcome. I'm honored. Our youth group would grow if they <laughs> Just take a picture, then... Uh, <laughs> the silver bullet, we found it. <laughs> <laughs> Referencing old episodes. All right. So Our making name. youth feel like they belong. Noticed, named, and known. You guys want to talk about that. Yeah. That whole concept. Belong, noticed, named, and known. Yeah. And how have you felt belonging when you did go to youth group growing up? Or even like now? I know you're not a youth anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I have a couple very distinct memories Mm. um, from when I was a youth. I remember I was helping out at my parish. I was like a volunteer at my parish back home in BC. um, And we were having like a, a youth leader retreat thingamajiggy to plan for like the middle school youth kiddos mm-hmm. people um, <laughs> kiddos people that's what, and, we, that's what we call them in social <laughs> um and i remember i was sitting and this like other person walked in to like they were coming to give a talk or whatever and i was like hello um and she was like remind me of your name again and i was like i don't think we've ever met like i was like i'm juliana and then we just kind of chatted and then the next time i saw her kathleen leblanc remembered me um 
Wow. Like remembered my name and just like, yeah, just like mm. chatted me up like we were old friends. And I remember just like feeling so known in that moment um, that like a couple of, like I wasn't even a kid in her ministry. Like there was no reason she really needed to pay attention to me, to be quite mm. honest, like yeah. other than the fact that that's just like who she is. Mm-hmm. And then just like continued to invest in me <laughs> for years to come, which was a huge blessing. And then the other th- time I can think of is I remember my my youth minister, Kelly, came. Hi, Kelly. Um, <laughs> came. Uh, she was like, I was, she'd asked me to give a talk at something, but I remember I had to work and so I couldn't go. So she came over to the house to film it. And then my mom invited her to stay for dinner. And she just did. And she stayed mm. for dinner with my family. And I was just mm. so, like, that was like seven years ago. Like, and I still just like really appreciated that she just like invested in my family that way and like stayed for an extra mm. two hours. Like, I'm sure she had way more fun things to do than mm. have dinner with my family. Um, but yeah, like I just again, just like that sense of like she really cares about me and about my life that she cares enough to stay for dinner. Yeah, mm. yeah. I, th- I think like a big one for me actually was uh, like a former boss of both of ours, but um, Jacob Douglas. If you ever meet him, call him JD. Really, really trying to get that one to stick. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so Jacob is uh, amazing, and before he was mm-hmm. my boss when I was youth minister, he was my youth minister um, for a little bit, um, and he would just like personally sacrifice out of his own time to like be at the things that were important to me. Like just like I I started my own little like worship night community thing when I was in high school and um, he totally didn't have to be at that, but he, he was always there. Um, And Actually, maybe he did have to be there because he had the keys. But, um, <laughs> but he could have got somebody else to do it, you know. But like he he gave up his Sunday nights that he could have been doing anything else with, and and he came to like, to be there. And and if I like like I, I did a co-op at the youth group, um, and like I would just like spend my afternoons with Jacob and Jose. She's the other, um, mm. youth coordinator there, and um, yeah, and they would just like. Jose used to just like blurt out weird like just like the most random statements like while she was working and um and Jacob would like would laugh and then there would be like an inside joke between the three of us and that was just fun and there's just like I don't know there's just kind of this feeling of like 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 oh I'm like I'm I matter like I'm important mm. I'm important enough for my youth ministers to have an inside joke mm. with me mm. and like that's that's kind of cool like you think you like I I think like kind of similar to like how we think about God too. It's like God loves everybody and he just loves everybody exactly the same with no difference and never treats anyone differently. And it's like, no, like God loves everybody equally and, and like completely, but in a way that's so special and unique. Mm. And, and I like, I kind of had that kind of relationship with like, with my youth coordinators because they like poured in and and then invested. Mm. And then, um, charity was another, another great one. Um, she was a youth minister at a parish that I didn't go to. I didn't go to her youth group, but she like kind of helped run like the local youth ministry stuff, mm-hmm. like collaborations and, and things. And and we wanted to go see um, Bastille in Montreal. Um, cool. Yeah, so, so we wanted we wanted to go, but like we're all like teenagers, you can't drive. So um, so she's like, oh, I'll drive you. So she just like loaded up like the, the five like five teenagers like in a car, and we like drove to. Montreal and, and went to a concert and she didn't even go to the concert like she like went and hung oh. out at a friend's house until we were done and then picked us up and drove us back home but yeah. I was just I remember being really struck by that I was like like oh. when somebody like sacrifices mm-hmm. from their their life to like to give to you as a, as a young person like that's really mm. that's really cool yeah for sure 
I can think of many times like growing up um, in my parish, we had basically like a full-time net team, Pure Witness Ministries when they were there. Nice. And it was like, <clears throat> it was really beautiful to see how like intentional they were. And like usually the stupidest things like us, the younger generation would be like doing something kind of dumb or like laughing about something that we didn't think anyone older would think is important or funny. And the relatability that they had, like whether it was like a new YouTube video from bad lip reading or something that we were just like <laughs> laughing our heads off, they like understood and were able to like meet us mm -hmm. there. And that feeling of like belonging and being important to them. I think that that was, a, had a really big imp impact on us. Yeah. Um, and it continues to have a big impact. So it's really yeah. cool to see that. Mm -hmm. um, what are some successes that you saw in your own ministry because you guys were both in youth ministry when you were full-time in terms of this? We were co we were co-youth ministers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was a funky time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that our discipleship team yeah. was the he like was the heart of of the success. And like and we we talked about this before about how in some senses it felt like a year of failure. Hmm. Um, you know, the, there was a lot of things that went wrong <laughs> but one of the things that i think that we did right was we like gathered a, a small group of high school students who wanted to like basically get volunteer hours but they also had some like some level of like jesus is lord and i believe that mm -hmm. and maybe it wasn't super like personal necessarily but but they like they got it mm -hmm. um just a quick question you mentioned discipleship what does that mean in terms of like a discipleship team like uh, just terminology. We, in case oh yeah, yeah. we just called we just called them a discipleship team. That was like the language that we gave to it, which I realize is confusing now because Net also has discipleship teams <laughs> of Net missionaries. Um, but for us, it was like a basically like a discipleship group or a group of people that were willing to like take their faith a little bit deeper and were willing to like let mm. us journey with them in that. But it was also we didn't call it a discipleship group; we called it a discipleship team because we feel like. Um, mm a core part of discipleship is participation in mission. Hmm. And so we called it a team because we wanted them to have that experience of like, of being on mission with us. Um, yeah. And, and like, we could probably have a whole other conversation about the link between community and mission. And, you know, you don't really have community if it's not going on mission, but also you don't really have mission if it's not based in community, you know, that's, that's a whole other conversation, but <laughs> um, yeah. So we, we called it that. Yeah. And I think that was where probably we saw most of the fruit. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, you're just spending more time with these people, right? You're just investing them in a different way. And um, actually, I think the story might be controversial, so you feel free to cut it up. I'm going to share it anyways. I remember being in the kitchen with some of the girls one day while we were, like, just preparing dinner for the youth nights um, because our discipleship team would kind of help us run the youth nights. So it was kind of the idea. They were pros in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> they were. It was incredible. That's awesome. I'm, they were teaching. I can cook now, but at the time I could not. <laughs> they were teaching me to cook. Cool. Um, but I think we had like a bit of a lull point. I don't know how it came up, but we were just talking about like getting pregnant. <laughs> like and, what that experience would be like. I think just like like just like pregnancy. It had come up, <laughs> and, and like oh, I you know I think I made a joke about like. <laughs> about like not being pregnant and stuff like that we were just kind of chatting about it and then um 
I just like told the girls because I think often in Catholic circles like it's just kind of easy to joke about like like I don't know Maybe this is a girl thing. <laughs> I joke like, about pregnancy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was just I, was say, I, like, I don't think I've ever got together with the boys. Like, Guys, let's talk pregnancy. <laughs> um, okay, fair. never mind, never mind. But I was in the kitchen and I was just like, like, it had been a joke, but I think I turned it into like, if you do ever get pregnant, like, please call me. Like, like, um, like I, you know, like uh, we will help you. Like just and so this this opportunity to to take, I think a bit of it was a joke at the time, um, but this opportunity that I probably would never get with with people to just be like, if you are actually in a crisis, like please know, like we're gonna be here to support you, mm. um, in that. And so I don't know what came of that. Just the <laughs> the fact taking something like that as would feel like a taboo subject, and being like, if this happens, like we are here for you. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, because I think I'm sure, and I hear stories of people just like in faith communities who like when they do actually mess up, like I mm. think it's hard for them to to be a part of it. And I just like yeah. wanted to make that really clear. I think in our ministry that like you are always welcome. That's a huge like, oh man, on another podcast I was listening to. Um, I, I love, I love the Glass Canvas podcast. I was a huge fan of the Glass Are Canvas podcast. Are you paid podcast. to say that, Jim? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I was a huge fan of the Glass Canvas podcast before I worked for Glass Canvas. Yeah. And um, they just did this episode with Anna Carter, who she she started a ministry called Eden Eden Invitation, and she's actually an alumni also. But their whole kind of thing is that they they build community for um, people who experience same sex desires um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, gender identity and, and all that kind of stuff. They, they just like build community for, for, for people cause, cause they need it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, she, actually she was talking about it in the context of youth ministry and it was really cool. Um, it was like, I like the question was like, how do you like minister to like a, a student who identifies as gay? Mm-hmm. The same way that you, that you minister to every other student. Like, it's just like, but like in, in that vein of like when people mess up, you know, it's it's like there's a, a tendency to like kind of alienate them. But but I think, you know, as a ministry leader, it's like we would never want to do that. But I almost feel like in some ways we when a student messes up or or like, not you know, messes up or or is more difficult to reach. Like we, we had some students in our ministry that were just cold mm-hmm. and like they wouldn't tell us their real name. <laughs> and it was really difficult, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just like students that were hard, hard to reach and, and um, different from the average, you know, I love Jesus and I love retreat and, you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a youth group fan, um, you know, like this kind of those students more like on the margins. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy. It's really easy to think of them differently than everybody else in the ministry. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, that person is this and that person is that. And we like kind of label them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- you know, like if we want people to feel like they belong and like the scene and known and loved, it's like if, if, if one of the youth in our ministry got pregnant, like sh- we're still her youth group and mm-hmm. we're still her family. And, and like, I feel like that for, for everybody in, in our youth groups, like I had, I had guys that would, that would lie to my face every week about what their name was. And it was super frustrating. Um, but also this is like, you're, you're welcome here. Like this is community and, and I'm not going to treat you any different. And like, I had this actually with one of those guys, like this moment, really beautiful, like breakthrough. Um, but they had been like crazy and just like rabble rousing. <laughs> and, um, we were having a hard time getting them to settle down and they were like fighting in the hallway. And, um, 
And I was like, I was sitting with one of the kids as like the rest of them were kind of goofing off. And I was like having this conversation with him. And, um, and I started talking to him and he was like, oh man, like I bet you guys like really hate having us here. Mm. And I was like, no, like I love, I love that you're here. I love that you come. <clears throat> and he was like, really? And I was like, mm. yeah, like, I don't care how you act. Like, I'm just, I'm just glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're in the door. And, um, mm. and we started talking and I was like, what do you think? Like, do you like being here? And he was like, "Oh yeah, like, I do, I do, but the I don't like I don't like the food." <laughs> um, classic teenage boy. Classic teenage. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Okay, well, well, usually they like the food." <laughs> <laughs> and, but I was like, "Yeah, okay, like, well, what do you like to eat?" And he was like, "Oh well," and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." And I pulled out my phone and I opened up a note and I was like, "Okay, tell me." Um, and he was like, "Oh, I like pizza and like this and like that." And I, I like just started writing it all down. I was like, "What do you want to have next time you come?" Like, yeah, I think it was the last night in the semester, so I was like, "What do you want to have like next time we get back?" And he was like, "Oh, like I would love to have like pizza or something." I was like, "All right." Next time we get together, we're going to have pizza and it's going to be because of you. Like, mm -hmm. because Chris wanted pizza, we're serving pizza at youth group. And then he turned to his buddies that were being crazy and he was like, guys, like, chill. Like, <laughs> they want us here. Like, <laughs> you know? And, um, mm. but it was just like a really cool moment where it was like the, one of the harder people to reach. Um, and, and I really think that it was the Holy Spirit in that moment mm -hmm. telling me what to do and just being like, just listen to him and like, and, hear him out and, and let him know that he belongs here mm -hmm. um even though he's not your he's not your youth group persona <laughs> ideal student it's just like just like let him know that he's part of family mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i, I really want to like dive into the process of or not the process but <clears throat> just notice named and known um there's this research institution <laughs> I don't know the name. Uh, yeah, anyways, Springtide right. spring yeah. Research. Um, did you guys use it at all, like, during your youth ministry? Because I know Jacob Douglas is pretty... I don't think so. He <clears throat> gets a lot, a lot of articles and stuff. Yeah, it's because I definitely remember reading <clears throat> some of their stuff. I don't think I would say it was heavily influenced in our ministry, mm -hmm. but it was... Mm -hmm. yeah. Just, like, helpful statistics <clears throat> yes. for youth ministry from, like, um, focus groups of young young people so that's awesome yeah but it was talking about how like there's an epidemic of loneliness right now yeah and how like in order for young people to feel important and to feel seen like there's this process of being noticed named and known mm -hmm. and i like just thinking of that process in like its chronological order i can think back to like when i would go to youth group and the people that i remember who had a big impact on me like just seeing that process and it's like a very, it's a natural process. It's not, yeah. it doesn't have to be forced. It's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. Like it just happens. Yeah. It's just like being yeah. an intentional person and love people. Yeah. That's what it is really. Um, but then taking that deeper and the next, the next topic I want to get into is like seen, known and loved. So they're kind of similar. And yeah. when I was, when I was adding these to the notes, I was like, should I just have one or the other? But I think it's good to have like the initial three and then to like dive deeper into this seen, yeah. known and loved. Um, so I want to hear from you guys, like your experiences. And I know you've touched on these a little bit about your experiences of being seen, known and loved in youth ministry when you were younger and like what had a big impact. What do you remember from those days? Yeah. Like I, I think like some kind of what we were just talking about before, like I, I, um, I grew up in net in the net community. My family was really heavily involved, um, mm -hmm. and still is, um, and so that's like that's a that's a crazy environment for a kid to grow up in. Like every year, fifty or sixty like super holy Catholic young adults, and you get to meet them all, 
and like get to know them and, and hang out with them for like a month. If you're an alumni from you know 2018, you know what I'm talking about because you probably know me. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, it's just it was really beautiful. Like it's just like there's all of these people that are just like pouring into you, and um, you know when they come back at, at December or at the end of the year, they're like they remember your name, not just your name, like they remember like that conversation that you guys had, like over lunch at like circle square ranch which is where we do our training at like mm -hmm. you know as you know like a 13 14 year old like those guys are heroes you know mm -hmm. like those are the people that like that i grew up looking up to is like it wasn't celebrities it was just not missionaries <laughs> and like it was because they were the ones that were there and like and poured themselves into me and and even like the youth group culture that was part of it was um it was a community like that, that was what like all of the other people all the other students in the ministry knew who i was and like i would eat lunch with them at, at school and then like mm -hmm. all the youth ministers knew who i was and like if i wanted to like do something with music or whatever like they would find opportunities for me to like step into that and there was just a lot of like that's what happens when when you put community as your like model for ministry first is like people just are naturally seen and known and loved by other people because you create a culture of it mm-hmm yeah, I'm actually, I was thinking about how I think when when I experienced being seen, known, and loved, like what breakthroughs that had in my life um, mm -hmm. and like the opportunities that that created for me to to be vulnerable, to, to realize a lot of things, to share about a lot of things. And I think back to this one retreat that I went on in grade 10, and it was like one of those ones where you like go up to some sketchy camp and there's like some sketchy food and like... Some sketchy food. <laughs> some chopped up hot dogs. <laughs> Um, but you're like 15, so you're like, whatever. <laughs> um, and it's like one of those ret like retreats where you get letters from people. And so like, I remember like, our youth, we'd mm. had letters that were sent to us from like our family and friends and stuff like that. And I remember I, one of the, the other adult leaders on, on the team had written a letter to me and I, I still have it. And she had ended it with just like, and I love your cute outfits. You know, like she'd said some like obviously really, really beautiful things, um, just like affirming me in, in who I was. But also just like that really personal touch of just like, you know, like that kind of surfacey level thought of like, I love your cute outfits. Like and I, I think that even too struck me of yeah. like, wow, like every week at youth group, like she notices me and she notices what I wear and she like sees me in that, um, which was, yeah, had a profound impact, I think, on the rest of my life yeah. um just that one little sentence so just yeah it it doesn't have to be big like seeing knowing and loving people like does not have to be big but it can it can really make a huge difference yeah we were like we kind of talked about this before we like started recording here but like i think like the ministry model like and and this is this is a like uncon i guess unconventional <laughs> way to look at it but like yeah, like a, a ministry model that's like not based around spiritual multiplication. Like talk a lot, of, talk a lot about ministry, like spiritual multiplication. It's really awesome. Like we reach a, a ton of people through that, and that's mm -hmm. really great. But I, I think something that we do with Net that's very unique is like, um, and I think this just kind of speaks into like where we have come from, like Net or SPO, which is like kind of a, a university ministry in the states that has really similar roots to net but like kind of this idea that like <clears throat> it's not as much about like getting out there with a message to reach a whole lot of people but it's about like it's like depth over 
breadth, you know, like mm -hmm. connecting really deep with a group of people and going like really far with them and building a community and then going out from that community and, and meeting new people and bringing them in. And that's kind of like, you know, like spiritual multiplication, more like a circle than a like, you know, if like spiritual multiplication is kind of a ministry idea of like <clears throat> I invest in two people really deeply and then they invest in two more people really deeply and it kind of like flows out from there and it's mm -hmm. and it's a it's a really good strategy and yeah. it, and it employs kind of similar ideas like being deep going deep with people but there's something about like not just going deep with like two people but actually going deep with like a group and like being in a community together where like everybody sees and knows each other and mm -hmm. um and like bringing people into that like as an experience of family. And it, um, it doesn't grow quickly, but mm -hmm. I, I do think that it grows authentically and deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind of on that, I, I've heard it said that Net, like one of Net's greatest like things that it does, I don't know how to say that more eloquently, but <laughs> is that it like takes 50 young people every year, um, well, anywhere from 18 to 30 who become missionaries yeah. and like transforms their life so that then they can go on and like carry that yeah the training that they've learned forward yeah in that so like oftentimes what every year on net like the people whose lives are most affected are the people who did net themselves and that's a transformative process and i think it's pretty awesome that net pours so much into the training like training is huge the training, best time ever. oh my gosh it's like <laughs> it's like a retreat like the most amazing retreat, retreat you've been on for an entire month <laughs> and then there's like december retreat there's january training and then there's wrap up at the end of the year like there's just like all these like natural rhythms throughout the and year soup visits and yeah the soup visits and like it's it's so beautiful like i remember being a missionary and i never felt like i was alone on the mission like there was just so much support and so much community yeah and it is a very turbulent year at times like you know <laughs> most emotional highs and lows and just like <laughs> spiritual highs and lows and you're dealing with all this but you're like people know you and all of you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like these people know and that's the crazy thing you reach the end of the year and like these people love me and i love these people and i've seen the worst of them and they've seen the worst of me yeah and the best of them and like the best of me so like it's a beautiful experience for, for that like being seen known and loved and i think as you're experiencing it on team you become almost like it like less sensitive to it like it's just like that's your reality so when you're on a like you're putting on a, re a retreat or running youth group whatever it is there's like almost this expectation that other people have that too right <laughs> yeah. and then sometimes people will come up to you and be like there's just something different about you guys and you're like oh yeah you forget you're like oh yeah you know this isn't what it's like yeah. in the real world sometimes it's like when i talk about being when, when we when we want to talk about being seen known and loved like being on a net team mm -hmm. is an insane experience in that regard like mm -hmm. yeah and i like and i talk regularly to all of my teammates still like three three years later and like my best friends in the world are people that were on net with me you know like mm -hmm. it's just just yeah it's a crazy it's a crazy experience yeah i also think there's something about being seen known, and loved like i remember when i really felt like i experienced that when i was seen known, and loved in who i was you just your relationships like you just can't go back like yeah. you're stuck like yeah. from here on out i am searching to cultivate authentic relationships in my life because you just you actually cannot go back you to have having... tasted and seen the goodness of the lord in these relationships you have you and so can't, yeah you can't like everything else is just like this mediocre <laughs> yeah. it's like i think like a lot of people come off of net and experience that like 
wow, I was so loved by these people. <laughs> like, yes. now it's... With tr- love withdraw. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's true. Like, it's like when you experience those depth of relationships, like, you you can't go back to living the way that you were before. Which I think is so beautiful because I think, and I think now, like, now that I'm out of that a little bit more, I have such an awesome opportunity to cultivate that in my life as well. Like, mm-hmm. in, in my relationships with my coworkers at Starbucks, like, in the people that I encounter every day, I think that there's, there is something really beautiful about how that gets passed yeah. on. Like, once you've experienced it, like, you can't go back. So all you can do is, like, make it happen yeah. in your life mm-hmm. <laughs> moving forward. And I think that that is a really transformative experience, like, in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's from there that, like, once you reach that depth with people, yeah, that if you are involved in youth ministry... Um, that becomes such a natural place to bring Christ into it totally. yes. and to be like, this, this is who I am. And like, he's changed my life. He can change your life too. You know, like starting our discipleship team was very much rooted in the net experience. It was, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was mm-hmm. like, how do we take the best of the net experience and give it to these young people so that they can experience community and relationship and hard conversations and, you know, all of the things that you, that all the formation that you go through on net, it was, it was like, how do we like, we lived in that place before. We were living in that place when we were youth ministers. We were living in household. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it starts, it starts, like, it actually, like, for us, it, start, it started in household. Like, and that was really, like, where things begin. Like, you're in community. You're loved by the guys or the women that you're living with. And, mm-hmm. and then you're going out and you're, like, extending that experience to, like, the young people that you're ministering to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm imagining we're using, like, a lot of, like, not lingo lingo but you know they're just like being loved and all these things like what are some of like the nitty-gritty detailed practical ways people can like if someone's listening to this and like give me practicals how can i love people (laughs) practically what does that look like (laughs) how do i love (laughs) (laughs) to love for dummies (laughs) that's a good question i think it i mean of course it always depends on the person but i remember some distinct memories that i have is i hated making lunches for work hated it and like just like anything and so I had one woman that I lived with who would make my lunch for me every once in a while and that for me was just like the best thing ever because I hated doing that and she knew that mm. and she she like fulfilled a need that I had um, just be and like gave of herself to yeah. do that for me mm. um, that was definitely a really touching one for me I think yeah that's awesome one of my team brothers Lucas um, is great and uh uh, like I was in Edmonton and it was dark and it was cold and I was angry at the world. <laughs> and we had Sounds to... like the start of a good book. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to get up early to go for a retreat and I was like, like I don't want to get up. And so I just went back to bed. <laughs> and one of the things that they ask you to do when you come on net is like to pray every day, to like do personal prayer every day. And mm-hmm. I was, I just gave up that morning. I was like, I'm not going to pray. Like I'm going to die. So I went back to bed and I woke up like 20, 30 minutes later and Lucas had made me a coffee and left it on the bedside table and like got the clothes that I was going to wear and like put them on the bedside table next to me. And so like I like woke up facing the bedside table uh, and I just noticed this like steaming cup of coffee and all my stuff ready to go. And um, and I like got up and I like got dressed and got ready and like drank my coffee and got my personal prayer in, you know, and Mm. um, and he wasn't even there. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, standing there when I woke up being like, look what I did. I'm awesome. Like, it was just, like, one of those things is, like, I knew that he, like, noticed and cared enough to be, like, I'm going to, like, love you in, in this. Mm. I think, like, like love language is a very great place to yeah, start. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. like, yeah. love languages. What are the love languages? Test? Quiz? Yeah, like, there's, like, uh, like five 
five love languages like the ways that people like to be loved so like um acts of service which we've kind of been talking about physical touch words of affirmation mm-hmm. um quality time that's that's my wife and i are just like we like love to just get time together and then mm-hmm. gifts mm-hmm. gifts that one maybe be careful of when you're in youth ministry because yeah be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but i i think in like I- identifying what the love languages are it's because you can love somebody a certain way, like the way it's easier for you to love, but they might not necessarily receive it that way. Yeah. So you can like give somebody a bunch of compliments, but that might not mean anything to them. So yeah. you you want to love. Loving is a choice and it's not a feeling. So yeah. sometimes that means sacrificing what you want to do in order to love them where they're at. I feel like it'd be so cool if you have like a leadership team or something in your youth ministry to like have everybody do the love languages test mm. and like write it down. Or like mm-hmm. have everybody write down, write down each other or something so that you would like, you know, and then like you can start to be like intentional from that. I, th- I think that would be cool. Hmm. Yeah, that would be cool. It's like everyone, it's like we need one person with every love language on the team. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect team. <laughs> As we've learned on that, there are many more factors than that <laughs> in order to have the perfect team. <laughs> there is no perfect team, so. Nope. Um, and going on to the last point, what do you guys think are some helpful ways, like practical ways to create a welcoming space? whether that's like the physical space or just like personally. Good culture. One thing that I had heard in some sort of youth person was talking. <laughs> some, some sort of youth some sort person. Of, <laughs> some sort of youth ministry organization. I don't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Um, was just talking about like the importance of like celebration and like birthdays and stuff like that. Yeah. And so th- right before I had left the position at, at Annunciation doing youth ministry is I like had finally tracked down everybody's birthdays and I had one of my adult leaders making birthday cards and we would send them out to, to people so on awesome. their birthdays. We only, we only did it for a couple of months. I don't think it's happening anymore. But um, it was just like... That was just something that I had never thought about, but that people really appreciated. I actually, and like, and even during the Mm -hmm. pandemic, like I was just writing cards and stuff like that to some of our youth. And Mm -hmm. the, I think the best responses I ever got from people were from birthday cards and like little cards that I had mailed out Mm. throughout that time. Um, And I think that that was, yeah, it's so simple. It took me a couple of hours. I loved doing it. Mm -hmm. And, and people love getting things in the mail are you kidding me like my roommate got packages yesterday and i was jealous (laughs) (laughs) like and so i think yeah that was just like one i think practical way that i was able to like to find to cultivate that in our youth ministry of like yeah seeing Mm -hmm. knowing and loving people in that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i I think um in terms of creating a space like Mm -hmm. this is i I have this theory i have this theory (laughs) Um, just a theory. Just a theory. A James theory. <laughs> <laughs> I, used to, I used to love Hillsong Youth. I had like a conversion through yeah. Hillsong Young and Free and like, mm-hmm. yeah, just like great. And I would like look at their videos and it would be like flashing lights and like hardcore dubstep. Like, <laughs> and I was like, that is so cool. Like we need that in youth ministry, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I still love it. You know, it was, I think it's super cool. But, but um I was thinking about like specifically actually in like a Canadian context, mm-hmm. like I, I imagine if you live in a place where it's sunny and warm, um, you know, that kind of like cool, dark, brightly lit environment is really exciting. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually think in, in a Canadian context, sometimes like it's just so flipping cold <laughs> often. 
Unless you're in Vancouver. Unless you're in Vancouver. <laughs> and we're all jealous of you if you live in Vancouver. Um, like, it's just so cold. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's something really cool about like, and, and like we used to we used to do this in our in our youth ministry. Like when I was um, when I was a student, like it would be this kind of you'd walk in and it was like soft yellow lights like you know like the like hanging globe ones you know so hipster so Um. hipster (laughs) and lamps and couches and like just a very like cozy warm environment Mm -hmm. and even like paying paying attention to things like the temperature like if it's cold outside like dial up the heat a little bit so that when they come in it feels warm and and cozy and welcoming Mm -hmm. um yeah almost there's something about that kind of environment like sets people at ease and like we did this is one of my favorite projects we did when i was at annunciation was the loft ah yes um which was this random space yes yeah this is random space and we like (laughs) it was full of storage so we like cleaned it all up and got rid of it and then we bought carpets and coffee tables and lamps and funky lights and like a little banner and, and um we just like set it up like really nice um yeah, and then we we did something similar. Where, like we we did like a leadership planning event, mm-hmm. or, sorry, a, a semester planning event. So we invited like our high school leaders in, but mm-hmm. we wanted to make it really special. And there was only going to be like eight eight or ten of them, but we like set up the tables with like this these tablecloths. These were the tablecloths. Correct. You can't see them, but they're blue. Oh, <laughs> um, you mean literally these? Literally ones. the tablecloth that is on our table <laughs> wow. right now. Um, and like set up our lights and like put water bottles and snacks on all the tables and like set up a cool screen. We just like made it look really nice. And it was so cool that, like, the moment when you probably remember this, like, I do. when they walked in the room, they all their jaws all dropped. Yeah. And they were like, "Whoa! Like, you transformed this room. Like, it looks so good in here." Mm-hmm. And there's something about, like, even though there's so few of them, it's like something about like the, all of the. It took us like two hours to set up. Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> with with Father Rob's help, <laughs> uh, and it was like it was mm-hmm. just so nice in there, and there was something about like wow, you guys put effort into making this, like, a Mm. a great experience for me. And that, like, yeah, like, the design of the room helped build a culture of people feeling seen, known, and loved. Mm. I also think snacks is a huge thing. That was my next question. Why why does food seem to have such a big impact, lol? That's my next question. (laughs) Said in the most documentary way. But even, I think it was last summer, I remembered these, like, two, we were outside in the park because it was COVID times, and these two, like, new kids were, like, standing, like, they just ridden their bikes to come, and Mm -hmm. they were just, like, standing around because I I, I hadn't seen seen them before, so I had no clue who they were, and I was like, are you guys looking for the youth ministry? (laughs) Because I don't want to, like, approach some random kids in a park. In the park. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're just here for basketball. (laughs) Um, anyways yeah so like they had come or something like that and I remember one of them like they'd been invited by a friend and one of the the mom whose kids had invited them was telling me afterwards like the other mom was like a little bit nervous or something like that and she was like oh don't worry like they're at the church like they'll be taken care of and I remember just like being like wow like Mm. knowing Mm. that a parent had trusted that we were gonna like provide for their kids like in that like we had snacks and like they weren't gonna be going home hungry you know just like and Mm. especially when reality was there probably were some kids who were going home hungry like um like in their daily lives like anyways so i just think like especially in our neighborhood too Mm -hmm. yeah so i think food just does put people at ease in that sense of just like oh like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be okay yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's like really talked about in alpha isn't it like yeah yeah just that's i think that's the best part of alpha is like sharing a meal with people 
I, I really think that's where, like, the magic happens. Well, isn't there that, like, okay, I'm not a psychologist. I'm an, a, am I. I'm an, an intro to, uni- to psychology <laughs> university, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but don't they talk about that thing where, like, because eating together was, like, a sign of, like, it was safe with these people because it meant they weren't going to kill you in, like, prehistoric times. <laughs> Makes sense. And yeah. so, like, I think there is still an element of that in, like, if I'm eating with these people, it's probably a safe thing that, like, they're not, they're not going to kill mm. me. And I, think, like, I feel like how much of Jesus's ministry happened around a dinner table. Amen. You know, like, just come and come, come and eat. You know, like, like my favorite story is John twenty-one, and just like Jesus on the beach, and what is what is he what is he doing when the apostles show up in their boat? He's With a fish fry. He's yeah, he's barbecuing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus is there, like glorified, resurrected Jesus is flipping fish on the charcoal fire, and like they they, had, they get off the boat, and the first thing that the resurrected Lord says is come and eat like mm. i don't know i just think that there's something really or come and come and have breakfast was that like when marie and i got married like the the we had like a renewal of vows ceremony and like the priest talked about that like come and come and have breakfast like this mm. something really powerful about that like just that invitation like come eat with me mm-hmm. come eat cheetahs with me like you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow i i'm thinking i was thinking of an example what is it again um, well, first, when you were saying that, I was like, you're going to get to heaven. And then, like, you're going to expect this, like, huge ceremony or something. And God's just like, come eat with me. He's like, they have McDonald's in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> Got some burgers on the grill. <laughs> no calories. Some vegan ones for Julianne. <laughs> Expose the vegan. <laughs> I made it so far. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, like, food, just remembering back to our... When I was on a net team, 2018-2019 in Calgary, yeah, food played a hilariously large role in our youth group. It did. Yeah. This is legendary. Your, your youth group was the one that influenced our youth group to serve dinner. <laughs> it was. Yeah. yeah. Which had so much to do with I, mostly Nolan. I think he just had yeah. crazy ideas. But yeah, like our our team, we had some very like talented people in our team, but just like very focused on making a welcoming space. And always there was like two, three hours put into the food prep before. It was usually like a full-blown meal. Um, I remember Nolan saying to me, like, he was like, serve them something warm. Because if it's if it's warm, it shows that you put effort into it. Mm-hmm. He was like, you could make them a great cold salad. It doesn't matter. Cold feels like you didn't work mm. on it. It's true. Wow. It's like it could take you more effort to make a salad than it does to like make a chili, but but the chili's gonna mean more. <laughs> Rest in peace to people that make their own ice cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one's a little different. <laughs> There's chocolate involved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like we had that that space, and I remember like it was the highlight. There was, I'm pretty sure that's fifty percent of the reason why a lot of people came is because of the food, and like it was always just like a everyone would grab their food and sit down. Oh, this is another thing I was thinking of, like. Within, like, the food chain of, let's say, high school, there's kind of, like, you know, there's, like, this table, that table, and there's the different, like... Ah, uh, yes. You know, the jocks. Yeah. At least from what I've seen in the We've movies. We've all seen yeah, movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly what I was thinking of. Uh, and, um, but, like, when, when you eat together, it, like, breaks down those walls. Yeah. And I think that's why, they're, like, stereotypes is there are the, like, separation at meals because it's, like, they don't yeah. eat together because, you know, maybe the nerd is afraid that the jock will kill him and he won't eat a meal with him. <laughs> so, like, so, like, when you're in youth group, you have, like a wide variety of mm. people from different kind of like stereotypical groups coming yeah. together. So like eating together 
And I think you mentioned this in the last podcast, but like seeing your youth eating together at yeah at, at um, school at high school, like back at school, was like a big impact. And like that's like a metric that I would put. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> how often are they eating? <laughs> yeah, but like yeah. So I, I think as odd as it is, food has a big impact. And when I remember back, sorry, but when I remember back to like youth group days, that was like. <laughs> 80% of why I went, I was like, I get to see these awesome people, and I wonder what they're going to bring. Like, there's definitely <laughs> popping chips, I know that much. <laughs> just Maybe like... somebody's going to bring meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I know, I just, isn't there, like, a Franciscan friar who's ended up, I'm pretty sure he said that he went to some discernment thing because there was going to be pizza. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I'm sorry, I don't remember who it is. Oh, wow. But is this in the Poco Poco podcast th- that they talked yeah, about? Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay. And he Godfather had been... PT. Okay. Yeah. Somebody said like they they went to a determined thing because somebody told them there was gonna be pizza and now they're a priest. <laughs> that's so awesome. So like not to say that like that's gonna happen with every kid in your youth group, but like I made like a divine pizza. <laughs> I made a graphic once and it just said like the greatest tool in youth ministry is pizza emoji. <laughs> is that on Canva? I, I made it on Canva. <laughs> I see it like if I scroll all the way down. I see something like that. I'm like, who made this? James Pereira. That's so awesome. <laughs> known should have known <laughs> um going to the question you had brought up when yeah. we were going, talking about the notes what are some practical ways you guys see like cultivating seeing knowing and loving within youth ministry and just within life in general i love that word cultivate yeah like like i'll bring it back to dinner again like mm-hmm. maria and maria is my wife and like our apostolate like our personal ministry is dinner. Um, Mm. We just like, we buy groceries and invite people to our house and cook them a meal. And we put a lot of effort into it. And then we just play cards. Like I think you came over like last week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that's, that's like, that's how we minister to people. And, and Mm. um, I think that the same could be said of youth ministry, like invite them in for hot chocolate after school you know what i mean like Mm. and there's there's something to that like just like creating an uh to what we when we talk about creating a culture of like seeing knowing knowing and love like invite them to eat with you i also think just the concept of invitation is a huge one like personally inviting people makes a difference and Mm -hmm. it just even if even if you know when you like get invited to go to something and you can't go nor do you want to i still feel loved that somebody invited me to come to something Mm -hmm. like even if i even if i don't even want to go so i think making sure like just consistently reaching out to 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 check in on people is a huge a huge one as well Mm. um as well as i think I mean, names are obviously a huge deal. Just like trying to remember facts about people. Um, Do name takes Sunday. <laughs> yeah, remember their name. Yeah, like, honestly, it really is that. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a huge one. Or just like remembering, like how, like checking in to be like, how's school going, or like mm-hmm. these types of things. Like these, these small details really do mean a lot to people. Like yeah. I think, especially when we're teenagers and we're just trying to figure life and. Yeah, that just like it is a big deal. We made name tags for our volunteers. We did, and, and they, they were them. really nice. Yeah, like we mm-hmm. just we just like made like lanyards and made them like nice looking, and like mm-hmm. th- it was like one of those like tiny little things that it was like I have a <clears throat> printed piece of paper with my name on it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah, or like even just like getting them like little. We got our volunteers like Christmas gifts, you know, or yeah. like end of the year thank yous or celebrations. Like, I think there's. Even if you like, even if your budget doesn't call for it, like there's always little things that 
that we can do to yeah. to just like single out people to to do mm-hmm. something intentional for them. Um, and I would rather spend my time doing that than like typing up a document or you know learning how Writing to make a, a better t- like li- learning how to make a better TikTok you know or yeah. like these types of things like um, and and that, like actually in that world too like you can do it virtually. Oh, absolutely. You know, like mm-hmm. shout them out on social media and like this, I feel like that's actually super lame. But But you can you can like message <laughs> them to check in and yeah. like you can mm-hmm. you can highlight them at mm-hmm. you know on line youth nights. Like you can still just, you know, celebrate yeah. people. Like or, or, like you know, if if they're a really talented like musician, mm-hmm. like post their clip on yeah. your youth ministry social media you know like stuff like stuff like that like just like shout them out and make them feel like they're seen and known and loved and yeah and yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yep or just birthday cards i go back to that <laughs> just birthday cards. surefire birthday surefire cards. winner that's yep. the silver bullet <laughs> <laughs> the birthday everyone's got one <laughs> can't go wrong there <laughs> if they don't know their birthday then that's uh, <laughs> every day is a birthday <laughs> Both their birthdays on February 29th. Ooh, <laughs> every four years. There's always, I don't know why, every, whenever I was like, it was always youth group, there's always somebody with the birthday of February 29th. And really? then we'd all do the They're math and be like, you're up. six years old. <laughs> Not that old. They weren't that, that old. It was like 24. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> they definitely weren't that old. But yeah, if if you guys have like any resources or anything that you'd point to- point people towards for these sorts of things, like creating a welcoming space. I know, like the Pinterest. (laughs) 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 Bringing it back. (laughs) Um, I one thing I can think of is like the Alpha training course. Yeah, is really good. Really good. Really good. Just and not even specifically for Alpha, but in in general, they talk a lot about like sharing a meal. Yeah, and the whole like one person leading the small group, and it's really about like building community. I think. Yeah. You had a faith study that you did with the girls. Ooh, I did. It was the best thing ever. Um, mm. It's by Blessed Is She. Thank you for providing this free resource because <laughs> it, I think, was the one of the best things I ever did with my girls. And I did it with my adult leaders, too. Like, I think you could – and I want to do it again in my with life. With my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, it's I, you, I can never find it on their website, but if you Google Blessed Is She Sisterhood series, they have a free resource, and it just, like, is an eight-week small group series where you talk about um, just, like, different vices and virtues and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was – it mm. cultivated really, really beautiful discussion in our small groups. And it was – and each week, like, we challenged everybody to do something in their lives about it, and mm. everybody – consistently did them like it was i think because it just like really touches on honest things that are 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 really going on in our lives and Mm so yeah i totally recommend that one for any woman on any journey any faith like any capability of faith yeah phenomenal phenomenal Mm -hmm. resource thank you i think there's an article on behold vancouver called how to start a small group right now (laughs) um just like really simple breaks it down like uh, yeah how to start a group and it's talking about like with your peers but you could totally do it with with young people i think also net does do you guys still do table talk is that still a thing um good question yeah we do yeah our producer face just said yes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah table talk is like yeah small group small group by mm-hmm. net missionaries and I, like a, we, we were doing some online mm-hmm. so maybe if you're if you're looking for some stuff yeah also oh sorry no, just uh, like realistically too i know 
we were again blessed with a very large budget for our youth ministry i know that's not yeah. the case for all youth ministries um but they're you know ten dollars worth of snacks goes a long way so yeah. like you know even are asking parents or like youth to bring a snack with them or like asking for support from the parish like yeah um i think actually nolan conrad again <laughs> matthew's the old youth minister friend mm-hmm. um he like went to a couple of restaurants and like asked for like a donation yeah oh <gasps> wait was this during our year yeah oh okay yeah i, I kind of vaguely remember this yeah <laughs> so you get like pulled pork from some restaurants and oh yeah, yeah. i was there that night that, that was a good night yes that was that a good was, night that was literally you guys know joey's the like the fish oh, restaurant oh oh i think that's like joey's like joey's. It's, it's, like a western. Western. It's, it's a western, western thing. thing yeah, yeah Anyways, i know that no, the no. the owner of of that restaurant went to our church. <laughs> oh, awesome. I love that. So awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, just I forgot about that. People. Yeah, That's like so I think cool. we often underestimate what resources are at our capabilities, and yeah. so mm-hmm. always, always ways. For sure. I think also like depending on safe environment regulations in your diocese, like look into doing stuff off church campus, like mm-hmm. you know, in the in like, I know there's a one of the net teams that was in PEI. Your, your team. Haha, <laughs> ha, your first year team. Um, <laughs> all comes back to Matthew Bentley. All, all comes, comes back. back to me now. <laughs> um, Samuel's, like the, the coffee shop in yes. Summerside. Yeah. The owner went to uh, the Oh my gosh, yeah. And, uh, about this. and they ran Alpha in the coffee shop, which is yeah. awesome. And we also had like a talent show there. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's so, it was so good. Yeah. If you can find ways to like take it off campus, that's yeah. really, that's really great. Yeah. That was the coolest coffee shop i've ever seen in my life it's a neat i don't even like coffee, coffee shop so summerside smells like fish but the coffee shop is great <laughs> <laughs> no it doesn't uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit <laughs> sorry to summerside uh, i miss that place <laughs> go back someday yeah so i think these are all really good points um i think it all comes back to like there's no formula yeah and people are people and then they need and want to be loved just like we need and want to be loved um so i think a good question to ask often is just like what would i <laughs> how would i feel loved yeah you know yeah and like i I, th- I think just like bring it back to like the the title of the episode like authentic mm. growth like mm. growth isn't growth isn't like a like, yes, there's, like, metrics and things that we can measure and things that we can shoot for and goals and all that stuff. But, but I think really, like, growth starts to happen in you, like, in your own mm-hmm. heart. And, like, if you're cultivating authentic growth in yourself, like, you are praying and you are being plugged into community, like... Yeah, you can't give what you don't have. You can't, you can't exactly. And, and I think that really, like, even if your youth group never gets bigger than, like, five people, there can still be growth in the sense of, like, you are drawing closer to the Lord and they are experiencing community and depth. And, and I think that's really where we ended up talking about it was like not necessarily getting more people in your youth group, but really like growing the relationship and the, the depth yeah. of that. Jesus, Jesus like developed 12 people. Yeah. 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 And, and one of them left. Mm-hmm. So failure. I, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I th- yeah, I think that just like touches on as well. Like, if you, the easiest way I think to to see, know, and love others is to have experiences of being seen, known, and loved. And so, yeah. if that's not happening in your life, like as well, if you're a leader, like seeking that out to yeah. make that happen in mm-hmm. your own life as Having well. Having your own community, be part of community to draw from and to give to. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. If you're in the Ottawa area and are searching for friends, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'll have you over for dinner. <laughs> amen. Amen. All right. Uh, let's let's end this topic here. Let's end this podcast here. So we'll end in a prayer. This time we're gonna change up. Okay. I'm gonna lead the prayer. Okay. <laughs> in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of another day to love and serve you. I just ask that you bless us all as we go forward, um, that we can uh, draw from your strength and continue to uh, receive the grace that you give us. We can't do this on our own. Um, And we just ask for that grace to empower us to do marvelous things for you, Lord. We, We ask for miracles in our lives. And we ask that your will be done. In your most holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. If you would like to find out more about our ministry, you can head on over to www.netcanada.ca and you can follow us on our social media at NetCanada. And thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time.